Window World is proud to present Kevin Keatsman Has Issues. Simply the best for less at windowskansascity.com. It's not very often I read a stat about football or any sport for that matter that I really go, wow, is that right? I need to double check this because it doesn't sound right. It makes no sense to me. It doesn't register. Sometimes it's a whopping contract or a home run record or a number of sacks that somebody has or, you know, 50 touchdowns for Patrick Mahomes or whatever it may be, and you just scratch your head and go, wow, that's unbelievable. But one hit me this week that just knocked me back, and I didn't even know what to think when I, when I read it. It's not really a stat. It's just a little factoid. There's nothing big or major. I just couldn't believe it. Patrick Mahomes has been the quarterback, it seems like, forever now, doesn't it? I mean, isn't it hard really to believe or remember a time when Patrick Mahomes was not the Chiefs quarterback? I know he hasn't been here that long. I know he's only 27. I know he's got many, many, many years to go. But after we've witnessed four straight AFC title games at Arrowhead Stadium, at a stadium that was what? 50 years old that that had never had an AFC championship game? And now four in a row. Everything we've thought of and remember about the Chiefs is just out the window. This one is nuts. This man is so well chronicled. We know where he's from, from White House, Texas. We know all about his family, his upbringing. His dad was a Major League Baseball player. We know all about his mom's politics and his love of the red, white, and blue. And we love Patrick Mahomes fitting in as the wildest, craziest, most talented quarterback in the NFL. We know everything about his life. We knew about the fiance. We know about the brother. We now know about the wife. We know about the kids being named after what gemstones or we know everything about the man. Did you know Sunday's game in Houston will be Patrick Mahomes first game with the chiefs playing in his home state of Texas? It just doesn't sound right. I mean, it seems like the chiefs play the Texans all the time. And they've played the Cowboys. I, I, I guess, you know, you wouldn't expect that he's played the Cowboys. And thinking about it now, no, they haven't played in Dallas in a long time. This is his first professional game with the Chiefs in the state of Texas. And I don't know why that hit me so hard. I was like, what? That's not right. We also don't just think of him as a Texan. He played at Texas Tech. So the kids played a million games in the state of Texas, but never with the Chiefs? That's insane. It is his first game. He was spotted Thursday at practice by the media at the indoor facility at Arrowhead with a wrap on his right hand. There is a wrap on his right hand as he's practicing on Thursday, but he's not listed on any injury report, full participant, all of those things. Kadarius Tony, the wide receiver, is the only player that was limited Thursday in practice, and this one's pretty easy for me. Kadarius Tony can be a difference maker for the Chiefs in the postseason. This is a guy that could pop up in January if he's healthy, and you just go, wow, is it awesome to have him out there. Incredible. Like, could win you a ball game an important ball game, and make a giant play? This is a hamstring injury. These have bothered him for a while. He had a problem with it with the Giants before he came here, and I think the Chiefs are just doing the right thing. Don't play him. Just take it easy. You're making the playoffs. Let's get that kid to the postseason. Let's get him on the field when it matters most, and it doesn't really feel like Sunday matters most. Is it a must-win if you want to be the one seed? Probably. You got to beat the Houston Texans. But I can't believe that Kadarius Tony will be the difference in this game. The difference in this game will be, do the Chiefs turn it over or not? If the Chiefs don't turn it over, they're going to kill this opponent. If they turn it over, they're going to have a game on their hands. So go play a safer game this week and don't worry about it. Kadarius Tony should not play for the Chiefs on Sunday. Everyone else that's listed on the injury report or was earlier this week, 
was a full participant in practice on Thursday. So the rest of the team that's active is healthy. Cole Hardman is still working his way back. Clyde edwards is still out. Those are not uh, necessarily on the injury list. They're, they're gone. They're on the injury list. They're not on the injury report weekly. So a lot of full participants, the Texans not so much when you're having a bad season like that. Six players did not practice on Thursday that all have a chance of playing on Sunday, but they're not really bought in at this point. The Texans aren't. Two more were limited. So we've got an injury list basically of practicers today, players that practiced or didn't practice. Eight to one ratio, the Texans had more sitting out today than the Chiefs. That really tells you pretty much all you need to know. And I, I think that makes an awful lot of sense for where the Houston Texans are, although they played very well last week against the Cowboys. So we're going to dive into a lot of sports. We're going to do something a little different this week. Danny Klinkscale, who's typically on our Between the Lines 2.0 podcast for our patrons, is going to join us right here on the regular podcast as we get a chance to talk with Danny about a wide variety of sports topics, including the Chiefs. We will uh, get to that. we got a couple of things we'll touch on first with Danny. Before we get to the Chiefs, we'll get his thoughts on where they are. And then Lee Sterling will join us with his weekly picks and uh, his December special that's coming up. So we're looking forward to that. It's brought to you by bstock.net. My man Chris shot me an email today, says they've got the Samsung Q70 QLED 4K TV, also great for gaming. Not all of these TVs are great for gaming. This one is the Samsung Q70 QLED 4K, $9.99 at Best Buy, and that is a holiday special price at Best Buy, $6.99 at B-Stock. <laughs> okay, $9.99 Best Buy, $6.99 B-Stock. Brand new, in the box, in-store only. Grab it and go. $6.99, that's an unbelievable deal on a great TV. The Samsung Q70 QLED 4K. Ask for it in person. Finch Knife Company, online at finchknifeco.com. Keep life from getting dull. Get someone you love a Finch pocket knife this holiday season. They're going to love it. It's going to be a very unique gift that's going to say you really know somebody and what's important to them. It really will set you apart from everyone else and all the other gift giving. Finch Knives, online at finchknifecompany.com. These are wonderful pocket knives. They're beautiful collector knives as well. You can also see them at Shields and the Bullet Hole in Overland Park. And our friends at Roberts Robinson Chevrolet Buick GMC in Excelsior Springs. $100 rebate right now on a set of four tires. You need some new tires? Winter's coming. You might want to check it out at Roberts Robinson. They'll pick your car up, put your tires on for you, bring it back to you. And right now it's 100 bucks off. There's no cost for that service. Either they pick your car up, service it, and bring it back to you. Pretty cool, folks. Roberts Robinson's home of the lifetime warranty. It's also home of the Good Samaritan Center toy drive all through next week. We'd love it if sometime this weekend you get a chance to go by there, drop off some unopened toys, or send them a donation in the mail or a gift card in the mail to 1501 Kearney Road, Excelsior Springs, Missouri. That's 1501 Kearney Road, Excelsior Springs, Missouri. Support the Good Samaritan Center this holiday season with Roberts Robinson's toy drive and gift card donation collection at robertsrobinson.com. All right, we'll start with Danny Klinkscale. we got a couple interviews on the podcast today. This will be fun. It's like old times, the old between the lines. Right here we go. Danny Klinkscale is up. Hit it! The KK Has Issues Conversation is presented by Buck Roofing, online at rbuckroofing.com. Sleep well knowing Buck Roofing fixed the roof over your head. All right, Danny Klinkskill joins us now. Let's talk some sports with Danny, who was rested and back from a Mexican vacation. I'm sure feeling great about getting back to the coldest weather we've had so far. Ouch, Danny, how are you? 
Yeah, it wasn't really that much fun. Getting, I wasn't terrible when we got off the plane. We got back pretty late the last evening, yeah, about 9.30. And that was 33, 34 degrees. But it was more jarring this morning, really, the fact that it was cloudy and gloomy. And the weather had been perfect every single day in Puerto Vallarta. 80 to 84, light breezes, total sunshine. Yeah, it was perfect every single day. That so sounds great. Can't really, uh, yeah, it's, it's a little jarring to come back, but it makes you appreciate what you had for a week. We, uh, I think most of our listeners know that you're a regular member of our patron podcast. We do Between the Lines 2.0 over on the patron site. If people want to become patrons, you can hear Danny pretty much every week when he's available talking sports. It's Between the Lines 2.0, self-explanatory. But this week, we are on the regular podcast, my chance to say, Thank you for all your hard work this year. Merry Christmas, and let all of our listeners hear from you and remind everybody about all the great work you're doing at dannyclinkscale.com. You do podcasts, you write, you do vlogs, you have all kinds of interactive and cool, fun material there that I don't do. We like that about Danny Clinkscale. Um, maybe just take a moment or two and remind everybody what they see if they go to dannyclinkscale.com. Well, you know, there's actually updated things about all the local teams on one page. There's a variety of different pages. Mostly, it's, it, it has mostly become more of a podcast location, and you, of course, can get the podcast elsewhere. I don't blog as much as I used to. I don't know how uh, your patron posts are extensive and enjoyable, but what I found from my logistics is that, you know, 10 times more people listen to the podcast than the blogs. I used to write way more blogs the first couple of years at com, but the numbers indicate that people would rather listen to things than, than read them. So it's not as many blogs, although I wrote a couple of blogs when I was down in Mexico, and it was kind of reaffirmed that people like to listen to things more than they like to read them. I like to write, actually, but uh, the incentive isn't quite as great, but there's all kinds of different things there, and uh, we enjoy doing them, and, and you can find the Reasonably Irreverent Podcast at uh, many, many different places, but the easiest way is just to go to dannyclinkscale.com and visit their various different pages. And even if I haven't blogged as much recently, there's still a whole lot of blogs there that most of them are kind of evergreen, actually. So uh, all kinds of good stuff there, and uh, we appreciate it. The numbers have grown over and over and over again. And, of course, you can always use a little extra business, so if you're interested in that, you know, it's probably not the platform to mention it too much, but anyway, you can contact me at Danny at dannyclinkscale.com. I was going to do it for you. I was going to say, you know, your podcast has grown. <laughs> mine's been growing. We're both known for the spoken word and what we're doing right now. So, I, I, you know, that's no breaking ground to anybody listening. They're used to hearing us. People have, it's unbelievable how many more people every single day are learning how to listen to podcasts while they drive down the road instead mm-hmm. of the radio. Uh, it's, it sounds better. It's a cleaner format. There are no long six-minute commercial breaks to speak of. Uh, podcasters to figure out how to, you know, monetize it and do things in a cleaner, tighter way than radio and put everything in one place. And I think as more and more of that happens, more and more people are going to podcasts. So it doesn't surprise me that you see the growth in your podcast that maybe you didn't experience with the blogs. I would highly recommend anybody out there with a business that wants to advertise, get a hold of Danny and get on uh, Danny's podcast because it's going to grow just like everything else. And we do a lot of work together and that's kind of fun. If you like this one, you'll probably like his, you do cooler, some of the cooler topics than me. You do a lot of movie reviews. You have a music um, reviewer on, you do beer tasting and things like that. So there's, there's a little more life to yours than there is to mine. And I think maybe a lot of my listeners would like that. 
Yeah, if you want, I mean, I mean, I obviously do sports, and I do sports every Monday for sure, and uh, I do football during the football season, and I occasionally just throw in a little extra ones. I, do, I am not a daily sports podcaster like you generally are, although you obviously spice up yours with different things. But yes, uh, generally on Wednesdays, I focus on the arts and lifestyle things, and we do do a music podcast there with Tim Finn, the longtime writer for the Kansas City Star Music, and we have a great time with that. Actually, do a podcast occasionally with my wife, and we just talk about couples' issues, the life of a married couple, and we talk about things that we like to access uh, as far as movies and streaming and music and things like that. And then on Fridays, I generally do well. I always do some kind of personality profile, and they're lengthy, and it's anything from you know the royal general manager to a person this week, for instance. I'm talking to. Uh, Park University professor who spent four years of her academic career in Qatar during the time when mm. they were building all the infrastructure for the World Cup. And that should be very interesting. I'll be doing that tomorrow. So I don't know exactly what it is, but it'll be up tomorrow. And so we try to do a wide variety of different things besides sports, but there is plenty of sports there. Well, she's a lucky woman. She was in Qatar when they built all the stadiums and didn't die. Apparently, everybody that built those things yeah. died. So it was. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying that yeah, a lot, of, in a lot of people did for sure. Terribly sarcastic and snarky way, but my God, the number of people that died building that stuff. We better not have that here because we're getting ready to tear an arrowhead and do some stuff in Kansas City too for the World Cup. But I'll bet I'll bet we don't have one death here. I would think not. I think we have a better, much better setup for that. And I, I think a lot of it is just people who don't want to spend the money. A lot of the people who passed away were immigrants. Actually, the Qatari population is like. 75 to 80 percent expats mm. <laughs> that's actually true wow. so um anyway yes there have been a lot of things around the world cup that I mean, it's been a fabulous world cup from a competition standpoint and very interesting although it ends up with two of the biggest favorites but yeah a lot of the things around it including the, the death of the, the local uh, locally raised writer grant wall uh, have been you know horrible sidebars to the uh, to the, yeah. the world's biggest sporting event and, and you know not like it deservedly you you said before you said it in a sarcastic way it's somewhat is should should have happened this way <laughs> i don't know when i say it that way but there should have been things that were negative about this world cup because there was no business having a world cup in qatar right you know, you know what amazes me and i've said a couple times on the podcast is this stuff seems untouchable when it's the Olympics. Uh, there's no criticizing China. You know, all the media coverage was nothing. Qatar and the World Cup, it seems like maybe those that cover the World Cup are more open and honest about what, well, first of all, what thieves FIFA are. You know, they're just in it for right, the money. Right. And then I don't mean to be snarky, but in Qatar, it's just the order of business. You bring in migrant workers, they die, it's collateral damage. They don't really care. If they cared, they put safety protocols in place and it wouldn't happen. Like we lost a worker at KCI doing this terminal. If I'm not mistaken, the gentleman got hit by a truck. They were out on the ground and the truck didn't see him. Maybe he was backing up or something like that. It's an absolute tragedy that we lost a worker building KCI. It can happen on any job site. When it happens here, we're shocked and we're mortified and we mourn the families that it happens to. It seems like if there were 500 to 1,000 people that died building those stadiums in Qatar, they just don't care. It's just part of business. It is. And I think, you know, probably a large part of it is the fact that many of those people weren't from Qatar. Right. And so they didn't care. And 
and, and yes, I think the, the journalists, including Grant Wall, for instance, are much more inclined to dig deep, ask the right questions, or to them, the wrong questions. I mean, the FIFA head was asked a question by the BBC, I think, to open an interview, and it was about well, something that had been, you know, tragic or, uh, you know, a ancillary negative. And he, go, and it's, he answered the question by starting off with, well, I'm so surprised that would be your first question, oh, <laughs> which just <laughs> indicates where those people are at. And, and also, people who've covered the world of soccer have been ingrained for decades in the corruption of FIFA, so they're inclined to get after it a little bit more. All right, everybody's asking me about the downtown ballpark, and I'm trying to be really fair to the Royals. I've been, we've been through a lot of these through the years, Danny, you and I covering sports here for so long. What we've never had is any owner of any sports team paying, well, the women's soccer team is doing it. The owners of that are building their own stadium, essentially. But we've never really had a major league team here that just said, okay, we've got our own private money. We're going to do this. And John Sherman's talking a big game like the majority of this $2 billion project is going to be private money that he puts together. Should we buy this, uh, what they're selling, or are you finding this hard to believe? I think we should buy that he's probably going to put together a better effort to have mostly private financing and can say it with a straight face. But we also know that given these circumstances and other situations, probably down the line we'll see stories about incredible tax breaks and infrastructure breaks and things like that that they received, which really aren't directly perhaps financing or the city financing the stadium, but allow it to be much more easy for a private financing group to accomplish a $2 billion project. Because while he's a very rich man by most standards, John Sherman isn't like a Saudi, you know, baron. (laughs) And he has a huge group of investors for the Royals, for instance. So uh, I would think that uh, I'm buying most of what he's selling right now, but I think the devil will be in the details. Yeah, for sure. I think it's a good idea. I think I, I wish the Royals had been a stimulus for downtown. They look like they're piggybacking off yes. the success of downtown at this point. Yes. yes. David Glass was nowhere to be found when Kansas City needed him downtown. And now the Royals will benefit. And I have no doubt they're going to get a billion dollars of private money to build apartments, condominiums, businesses, restaurants, and all that stuff. That will be a separate entity. That'll be a separate corporation. There's the Royals Baseball Corporation. This will be like the Royals Development Corporation. And I have no doubt that there are real estate people and everyone else all around the country. One of his partners is Paul Edgerly with Bain Capital. That's the kind of thing they invest in. I could see them pouring hundreds of millions of dollars into something like that. And it runs separately from the Royals. That part I can see. I can see them developing that because there's so much money to be made through the years off being the owner of all that property. So I get that part. But the stadium itself, I ain't buying it. If they want a billion dollars for a stadium, I'll still be shocked if we're talking about more than two or $300 million from the Royals. Yeah, we'll see. I'm not saying that I don't think you possibly could be right about that. Uh, but if they are only putting in 20 or 30% of what the actual stadium costs are, then, and, and trying to sell it at the overall project, we're paying 60 or something percent, then that's really being disingenuous. Yep. Now, being disingenuous is certainly part of politics and getting somebody to vote. And to be honest, 
let's face it, I think the American voting populace a lot of times is not exactly super well informed and can be, I think, you know, can can use broad headlines as the as, as the compass of their opinion. And if they see something where it says, hey, well, the project is going to be 65 percent privately uh, financed. Oh, I'm, I'm good. I'm good with that. And then maybe not go into the details and realize that the city or the county or whoever is paying for the bulk of the stadium itself, yeah. which really is. I mean, the other stuff is just an investment in a, in in real estate and business. It has nothing to do with the Royals, as you say. Oh, I mean, except, they'll benefit. Except for them, they get to own everything around it and they know what that will do for right. them. Right. But that that's really a totally almost a totally separate thing certainly will benefit by the fact that it's in a stadium district, one would think. Right. But you could really, you, you could literally do the same thing without a stadium and probably get a billion dollars worth of investment capital. Now it's uh, maybe not as quite as easy because, you know, the stadium part makes it a little more sexy as it were, or brings a lot of people to the area for your restaurants, bars, et cetera. Uh, but, it is really a separate, two separate things. It's a little bit like a developer saying, going like, let's go say they go to Lee's Summit. Hey, if you put money in, I'll build a golf course. Help me build this golf course. But I get all the real estate around it. Well, that's, I, I don't know where that happens. Most people, it's the other way around. They're like, I'll build the golf course so I can have the real estate play. That's the way it works in right. every other possible business model with real estate. But this is a sports team and they're going to try to leverage it somehow. And I, I just don't think we know how yet. But it's coming, and so is the World Cup, by the way. Yeah. How are we paying for the World Cup? Do we know? You know, I don't really think we have an, an exact idea. Now, the the renovations to the stadium, that there are the changes, adjustments to the stadium, I think the Chiefs have said they're you know paying for part of that, some of that, because they certainly get benefits for our head stadium being used for that, both, uh, I think, uh, sort of from an image standpoint and maybe just for some upgrades that will benefit the stadium after they have restructured it back to a regular American football stadium. And besides that, I think, yes, there are things that are going to have to be built. It's always sold in the fact that I think there, there is going to be a lot of money spent, but the pitch is that there's going to be more returns. Yeah, and that's happen. always, that has always been, you know, between, I mean, you can find three economists who will agree with the thing that it brought $450 million worth of new investments or new money into the area for the span of the time that we did it. And you can find another person who said, well, people would have found a way to spend that money in a different way, et cetera. So it's really not even a, a, a net benefit uh, because you routinely see in stories about the NFL draft or whatever that this is going to create you know, $700 million of income for the city of Kansas City. Well, do we really know? No. Uh, you know well, I, I know. The, the answer thing. is no, we don't. <laughs> right. I think generally maybe there's some, there's certainly some benefit. Many, maybe a lot of it is just brand awareness and stuff like that. But I think the direct uh, benefits that are routinely put out in stories and comments are overblown. At worst, we had more than a handful of cities twice the size of Kansas City that bailed out of the World Cup and said, this is too expensive. There is no way we're doing this. We're not being part of this. And somehow little old Kansas City got it when we really shouldn't have it, which means they promised the world 
Somebody somewhere promised it. And if Clark Hunt's writing the checks, then I'm okay with it. My guess is he's not. He's going to find a way to make money off the World Cup, and we're going to get taxed. Or something's coming down the pike. But that's a, that's a discussion for another day, Danny. And we'll see what happens with the Royals and the downtown ballpark, which I'm much more behind than having the World Cup because we just don't know any. I mean, we don't know anything about that. And we know FIFA is the dirtiest organization on earth. So we know we're in bed with bad people to begin with. That's, and that's that. And well, yeah, that, that's, I mean, all you have to see is that the World Cup is being contested in Qatar. Qatar. Yeah. <laughs> you know, three, you know, I've heard it pronounced eight million ways. Yeah. So I'm going to go just go with the old fashioned Qatar. When it first happened and the golf courses, the golf tournaments were being played there, people started to trendily say Qatar. So I, I don't know. I'll say Qatar, whatever. Qatar you works. Say it any way you want. All we know is that it shouldn't be there. Yeah, I agree with that. And I'm not sure the World Cup belongs in Kansas City either. And I'm not sure how Arrowhead's going to look and play around the world compared to all these new stadiums and stuff like L.A. and the ones they have in Qatar and all that. But anyway, we're going to get it. So we made a deal with the devil somewhere, but that's for down the road. That's four years away, down the road. This Sunday, the Chiefs are playing the Texans. They're, they're, <laughs> It'll be another tight. Tight, surprising ball game. Well, you know what? The Texans had the Cowboys beat last week at Dallas. Yeah, that, so I don't yeah, know. That's one of the reasons. That's one of the reasons I think that the, the Chiefs should be scolded even more if they don't take care of business in a much easier way this time. Because that may have, you know, it, this is late in the season. That's the Dallas Cowboys. You're the Houston Texans. They probably gave it their best last effort, maybe, to, to upset somebody. I'm not so sure they have it in them to do that again. But every time I think that the Chiefs are just going to slaughter somebody, I, I just did a uh, a podcast uh, for a couple of the, the specific couple of specific sites, and you know, I I went to the beach on Sunday, and my wife was doing other things, so I was at the beach by myself, and. You know, the game starts at 325. It's the same time in Mexico. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm just going to consume this, you know, by phone at the start. And then clearly I can walk 80 steps to some bar and watch the game if it's interesting. (laughs) It's 27 to nothing. I'm like, well, I'm not going to have to worry about that. So I went went in the water for like 45 minutes swimming and dodging waves and stuff like that. I come back out and it's 27 to 20. I'm like... What in the world? Well, it was Patrick Mahomes. Actually, it was all yeah. Mahomes, yeah. and and you know, you and I discussed through the years: is he this good, or was he getting lucky early on because he was throwing wild passes and he was not racking up a lot of interceptions? Chiefs now have a turnover in eight straight games. This is the first time in eight years they've had a, a minus turnover ratio, so they're behind. They've had years where they're plus in double digits, and Mahomes was every bit as wild as he is now. His accuracy has been off the last few weeks. Like, it's not just that he's forcing passes. He's missing by a mile. He's missing targets by a long ways. Maybe this is just what the NFL is. Eventually, it's going to catch up with you. I don't know, but I am very concerned about his accuracy right now. I've seen him throw behind receivers. Some of these interceptions are just really ugly. Is he not, is he flat not playing well, or or are they just taking too many chances? Well, I think he's just a gambler by nature, and they keep talking about the fact that he's got to find the mar- you know, the, the, the balance between it. And the thing is, no matter what happens in every individual game, including this one, he does some really remarkable things. Now, it, and this is, you know, I'm, people are going to be just screaming at this. There was nothing that incredibly spectacular about the little shovel to McKinnon 
It's just that he has the audacity to do it. He loved the boy. Now it was the no look part of it that made it cooler and everything, but his escapability is great. His, his imagination is fantastic, but merely the act of lobbing the ball sidearm six yards to a guy who was wide open and then ran for a touchdown. That's not crazy, but a lot of other people just wouldn't even try it because that's not the way they're ever going to decide to throw the football or whatever. But when you watch the players, like, well, he kind of just flipped the ball to McKinnon and off he goes for a touchdown. He's got the imagination to do those type of things. Physically, that's not really that amazing to do. And so some of the just regular standard issue type of throws, I agree with you. I think he's probably not done those as well as he has in the past. But my word, it's more what he does before he throws the football in some of these plays than the throws themselves. Now, that's not to say that he makes some incredible throws off program. And, but, for instance, the four-yard touchdown pass, that was what he did before he threw the ball. That was the amazing thing. And he's still doing two, three of those every game and two, three of those every game that almost nobody else would do. Yeah. It doesn't absolve him from three turnovers because he was the difference between, you know, and he hasn't been the reason in most cases that they've been allowing these crummy teams to hang around. But in this case, he was. He definitely was. And I'm amazed that Patrick Mahomes, like when he throws an interception, I'm not surprised. Jessica's not surprised. We see it and we're like, well, yeah, it's bound to happen. He just tries to jam everything in. So when it happens, I go, okay, there's one. And I am not surprised. Like Patrick Mahomes is the only person on earth when Patrick Mahomes throws an interception, he's in shock. He can't believe it. The look in his eyes, like, what the F just happened here? And nobody else is surprised on this planet except Mahomes. He seems to be completely mortified and in shock when he throws an interception. Does he not know it's going to happen when he does some of this stuff? Well, the funny thing is, that's kind of what I think a lot of people were concerned about when he was coming into the league and why uh, the Chiefs, even with the trade-up, were a bit, uh, you know, able to get maybe the greatest quarterback of this generation with the ninth pick in the draft when we routinely see guys like Zach Wilson being picked number two because I think they thought there was a riverboat gambler aspect to him. And also he played in a system that was passer friendly. I think they, people thought he's going to make some spectacular plays. He's got a great arm, but this is going to be too crazy, too risky. And however you want to say it, Maybe he was sharper early on. Maybe he was just fortunate. I mean, he, he didn't throw any interceptions. Um, very low interception totals. And a lot of those plays that we remember iconically, or be it to Tyreek Hill or Travis Kelsey or some of the other off, you know, they were incredibly fortunate plays thrown into triple coverage. Now, some of them were just laser beam throws that other people couldn't do. I'm not, <laughs> this is in no way for me to to be perceived as demeaning Patrick Mahomes. But, yes, I think there was some measure of good fortune to him not throwing interceptions. Well, the games, and all three of those were balls that, for most everybody else, they would have said you shouldn't have thrown the ball. Well, the games matter more going forward. And if I remember right, the Bengals game unraveled with a Mahomes mistake last year. So I, I think it is important, and he's not above this. All right, He's great, and we love him. No athlete is above, at some point, saying, I have to make fewer mistakes. Okay, I have to watch this. Yeah, the the thing is, he keeps saying it, but he doesn't Doesn't really seem to be able to. 
uh-uh. to do it, no. at least on a consistent basis. I think at first, maybe this, you know, for a couple, three games, it'll be like that. And then bad things don't happen. So then, yeah. then he does it again. The thing is, though, in the end, what, what happens? They win. Well, you know, he can stand up at the podium and take all the blame he, he wants and okay. say that, you know, those, the, those were on me and my teammates picked me up, but it, they won. Yeah, but this is where I get on my soapbox. All right. This team has had four straight AFC title games at home and they have one Super Bowl trophy. That's terrible. That's not good. That is not good. I, I don't care what anybody says. That is not good. And we can go back on all of those games. You can look at the Tampa game and say, well, Mahomes stunk in that game. All right. Or you can look at the Bengals game last year. Oops, got away from us. You know, whatever. This is the time of year. All I'm asking is it's mid-December now. The playoffs are right around the corner. Andy Reid's job now is to get to the homes and say, look, if it means one less touchdown a game for you to not throw two interceptions or fumble the ball or something, that's what we need right now. We need to put an emphasis on not having the negative plays. And if that means we have one or two fewer big plays in the game, so be it. You cannot, if you're the Chiefs, their defense isn't good enough. You can't go forward. The Bills and Bengals can play. There's plenty of teams out there that can beat the Chiefs. They're not very good against those teams, by the way. They've got to get rid of the mistakes, period. They just have to. If they don't, they are not winning the Super Bowl. Well, the thing is, the Chiefs are minus five in turnover ratio, and they're 10 and three. That's hard to do. And when they are more mistake-free or you know, less, less of a, say they had a plus five, I don't know. They may have won one more game, maybe the Colts game, but it's important. I mean, they're almost, they're literally almost un, not unbeatable. That's not fair because their defense isn't good enough. I mean, Mahomes gave uh, the Broncos relatively short fields, I think in the 40s generally, but they scored touchdowns all three times. Right. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like they get the ball at the 12, they get it at the 46 and the 43. And so. Uh, yes, the Chiefs would be far better served if uh, they they were either back being the fortunate Chiefs who didn't have these things turn into disaster, or just decide that, as you say, yes, maybe we may one less spectacular play. But for instance, there was that was a that was a no risk play to McKinnon. What was gonna, what bad was going to happen there? McKinnon was standing there all by himself, right. even though it was a crazy play and, and amazing and all that. Uh, it, that was not a high-risk play. There was no defender around. Yeah. It's going to be fascinating to watch them. They're capable of winning this whole thing. I'm not sure they're going to do it. I, you just can't have the negative plays. They've had a lot of negative plays this year, and they've got to eliminate those. It is never a negative when Danny Klinkscale joins us on KKHI. Appreciate your time as always. Hope you have a great weekend. Very happy for you and Jane. You had a wonderful time off in Mexico, and I guess we'll probably talk next week on a patron podcast, but... If not, the holidays are here. Merry Christmas. You'll be around, right? I will be around, and I will guarantee you one thing. Well, I won't guarantee it, but if this weekend is as good as last weekend, something pretty incredible is going to have to happen here in Kansas City for me. I don't know what that means. (laughs) Oh, you just mean you had a great weekend. I was was in Puerto Vallarta last weekend. I thought you were about to tell us something we shouldn't hear about what you did in Mexico. No, no, but if it was, no, there was nothing, nothing except it was a great and wonderful experience every day in beautiful weather and tremendous sunshine with a beach available. Uh, I don't know what I would have to do this weekend (laughs) to top that except win a bunch of money.
I guess. <laughs> well, we were all wondering why the Chiefs started sucking when they were up 27 nothing. At least we found out today on this podcast. Danny got into the ocean, and that did it. That was it. The Broncos. That's, the, that's right. Yeah. The earth stopped spinning on I, its axis, I, and the Broncos started scoring. Yeah, I, I, I'm glad I wasn't tweeting during the game because I probably would have said, well, this one's over. I'm going for a swim. <laughs> you jinxed us. Oh. Don't do it. Thank you, Danny. Always great. Appreciate it. All right. Thanks, Kev. Take care. DannyClinkSkill.com is where you can find him. His podcast is up everywhere you listen to podcasts like this one, and you should give him a listen. If you'd like to become a sponsor, you can get a hold of him. Danny at DannyClinkSkill.com. Danny's appearance brought to you by Jocelyn's Jewelry, 95th and Antioch, online at Jocelyn'sJewelry.com. It's the jewelry you recommend to your friends and family. Go in and mention the podcast this holiday season. You will get treated like family. There are no commissions, and there is no pressure. It is so old school at Jocelyn's. 95th and Antioch. North Kansas City Dental, Dr. Bill Bush wants to be your new dentist. Their offices are at Armor and Swift in the Northland. Call 816-471-2911 or just log on to nkcdental.com and make an appointment with Dr. Bill Bush. Let him become your new dentist and work with a doctor that thinks like you think. Good man right there. And back nine development. I got to call TJ and say, how are you going to get on some of this development with the Royals in this downtown ballpark? Got to... Put something together. Maybe build some condos down there. I might invest in that. That sounds like something Back Nine Development could do. If you have a dream or an idea or just want to build a new home or something really cool, Back Nine Development would love to meet with you. 785-236-0161 is TJ Vilkanskis' number or just log on to backninedevelopment.com. Lee Sterling joins us now. We've got our Paramount Picks, baby, for the first week of bowl season, and this is... Usually fertile ground for the Sultan of South Beach as he's very good at picking these bowl games. You're going to want to jump on board. It's double down December, just 197. Lee is in the holiday giving mood. How are you, sir? I'm good. I'm good. I love this time of year. I love driving around. I love seeing lights. I love seeing people in a good mood. It puts me in a good mood, and I'm actually going to be going to New York City to see my daughter on Saturday morning. So I've never, I've been there after Christmas, never been there uh, the week before Christmas. So I'm going to enjoy that. And if you know me, it involves some sports. So I'll be going to the Jets and the Lions game on Sunday. My daughter's boyfriend's a Jets fan. So we'll take the train out for that game. Never seen a game in the Meadowlands. Looking forward to what should be. I never thought it was going to be a game that mattered, but two teams that have playoff aspirations. And if they keep winning, Either one, I think, will be in the playoffs. So that should be fun. And then also hit a hockey game, see the Islanders, Florida Panthers on Friday, check out all the scenes, eat a lot of good food. As I call it, a lot of mornings, fresh bagels for breakfast, and then either Chinese food or pizza for dinner or Italian food. So that's the way I roll in New York City. So um, just also want to wish you, Kevin, and your family and everyone who listens uh, before we even get going uh, with the podcast, a happy, healthy, and a, and a safe holiday season. Spend it with family and loved ones. You know, we've been seeing crazy things happen. We saw the uh, big soccer, you know, God follows it uh, for, uh, he ended up uh, passing away. Mike Leach, unfortunately, passed away. That was just two big losses. So uh, spend time with your family and loved ones. Hug them. Uh, enjoy the holiday season. That's what it's all about. Oh, that's beautifully said, and we wish the very best to you and your family as well. You've always lived in warm climates, but you vacation in 
the cold. You like skiing in Utah. You've got obviously yep. family in New York, so you go to the Northeast, but you've pretty yep. much always lived in warm climates. We always have this thing in our head here in the Midwest, and, and we never get, it seems like we never get snow or anything like that for Christmas, but it's colder. It's, it's in the 30s today, so yep. it's starting to feel like the holidays a little bit here. We always like, oh, yeah, it'd be nice to live in Miami, but those poor people don't know what Christmas is like. Well, if you haven't known anything else, it still feels like Christmas in Miami, right? Not really. No, wait, I went one time, I covered a Chiefs Dolphins game a long time ago, like the second week yeah. of December, and they had the most unbelievable Santa boat parade through the, the oh, that's what I mean, in Fort Lauderdale. We, we it was do some stuff, it, it just doesn't feel like it. Like, you know, when I go to like Park City for to ski over the Christmas holiday, <laughs> that feels like the holiday, you know, you see snow. It's cold. Like, for instance, I'm going to go to a high school game Friday night. The low at like 10 o'clock at night is 68 degrees. <laughs> so it's, it's do is it perfect weather for me to watch a football game? Yeah, I'm yeah. going to enjoy that as opposed to 35 degrees probably for the game on Sunday. But I guess a little bit, but not not like you guys or people who live in the Northeast or in the West. And have but snow. Still, there's still some uh, lights. There's decorations. There's stuff. You can see yeah, that it's Christmas, Yeah, no, right? there's decorations. I, I like it, but i, I got to be honest with you. <laughs> I like going to Park City, and I have a feeling I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to like, except for the cold weather, uh, like going to New York City for the holiday. Man, we, Even we more. I sat outside. It was, it was in Fort Lauderdale. I think it was a Marriott on the Intercoastal. And this parade, yep. I want to say Regis Philbin maybe back in the day was the, yep. the master yep. ceremonies. It must have been a thousand boats coming through there. They were all decorated for yep. Christmas. And it was on a Sunday evening. We had a little time off. We were down there. The Chiefs were playing. I don't think there was Sunday night football then. I think they were playing Monday night football. But we got we went down on a Saturday to do stories in advance. And we had the evening part off. And about 5 o'clock, this boat parade started because they wanted, mm -hmm. you know, they all lit up. They wanted to be right at twilight as it's starting to get dark. It was one of the coolest things I've ever seen in my life. We must have sat there for two hours and watched these unbelievable yep. boats and ships go by. I, I've gone a couple times. It's amazing. I'm not saying I don't enjoy it. It's just, it's weird. It's just <laughs> different. It's different. Yeah. But it's just, put it that way. There's, there's no right or wrong way. Yeah. I, if I didn't experience it, I would say I missed something. It is that much fun. And it's nice to go to, you know, to sporting events or do things outdoors when it's, 65, 70, 75 degrees, but just doesn't feel like when you watch things like I mean, on TV and the movies. I guess pretty girls are kind of sexy in puffy coats at our lighting ceremony here, but the girls on those little yachts wearing their bikinis going by right. and their Santa hats, <laughs> that was a little better, Lee. I'm just going to say it. Right, 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 right. So, God bless South that's Florida. Why, that's, why it's, that's why we have different seasons. That's why <laughs> I'm lucky I'm able to afford a few vacations. So. That's fantastic. All right, double yep. down December. Before we get to your picks, you're doing the rest of the month, and this will include all your bowl selections through December 31st for 197. Yeah, it's normally 397. I'm in a great mood. I want to get as many people involved because I not only know if I win for them, they'll come back and maybe want to continue through January through the Super Bowl. You know, get the playoffs the last two weeks of the NFL season and the a couple bowl games that are left. I know they're going to want to come on board for other sports like UFC is a big pay-per-view this weekend. Uh, we've got that card and it's 50 bucks and I'm guaranteeing it. If I don't win that card. They get the rest of January for free on in the UFC. So, uh, and also doing the basketball and also doing the hockey. 
Uh, they're going to try other sports, and they're going to tell friends about it. You don't know, Kevin, how many times a week that they'll call up. Now, now most people sign up on the Internet, and they never speak to me. We send them the instructions how to call in with their phone number. But at least two to three times a week, someone signs up by calling in, and probably a quarter of those people, I ask them, you know, if I'm talking to them, how they heard about me? Oh, a friend told told me about you. So that's what it's all about. It's like when you go to a doctor, you go to a dentist, you go to, you know, a lawyer, usually referrals are the best way. So $197 to 37, that's right, 37 bowls from uh, today all the way through uh, December 31st and two weeks of the NFL. We've only had two losing weeks, uh, three, sorry, three weeks in the NFL, including last week, had a losing week in the NFL, terrible week. Uh, I'm usually pretty good on the bounce back. Yep. Let's do it. Bounce back week it is. Let's talk about some bowl games here. We're pretty excited. It's been a long time since KUK State and Missouri all in our area were in bowl games. And we'll start with the Kansas Jayhawks, who are taking on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Razorbacks are favored by three in this one. So Arkansas looks like we'll be be without two of the top three linebackers for the game. They opted out. You got to know who's in and out of the game. That's important. Uh, but I think Kansas also might be down a little bit. Some people say they're sky high to play in a bowl game, but I think they wanted to play Missouri. And I think uh, the Tigers refusing to play them has them, you know, maybe a little distracted the first week. The difference here is I just think the KJ Jefferson, when he is back and he is such a dual threat quarterback, that Kansas run D is just awful this year, allowing 193 yards per game. You saw it. Uh, when they played Kansas State in the last game, 115th out of 131 teams. I like Arkansas here, 38-30. All right, Kansas State is playing the Alabama Crimson Tide in the Sugar. That line is down to three and a half, and I have no idea about opt-outs on this one. Is Bama missing some players? I think they'll have maybe a couple guys that will opt out. We'll find out about uh, in the next couple days, but this is a game that's motivation. You know, we talked about opt-outs in the first game a little bit. Uh, motivation here. I mean, whenever Bama seems like has nothing to play for, they want they're, 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 most of their coaches are out there recruiting. I mean, they want to get those uh, couple guys, four and five stars that are on the fence. And so um, I don't think that, that the intensity is there normally in practices that they have. Yeah, they're four points away from playing in a semifinal berth. In both games, they lost on the last play, one and three points. But I just think Deuce Vaughn's going to have a big game here. They're not used to facing a guy that runs like he does here. And I expect Kansas State to give Bama all they can handle. Kansas State, wrong team favored, 27-26 over Bama. All right. I don't get excited for bowl games. Yep. So it would be fun to say you beat Alabama in a bowl game. That would be a mm-hmm. nice little uh, moniker or trophy to hang in the trophy case in Manhattan. Missouri, boy, have you seen any of this stuff that Eli Drinkwitz has been doing the last week or two, Lee? Yeah. This guy, he was walking around the basketball game with a sign. I saw with with a sign. The five <laughs> level one violations, and he obviously. I thought it was a joke when no, it came out. Did no, you, he did. No, it. no, I know it's not, but I'm saying the first when I first saw it, I thought, oh, okay, there, someone's putting it up there. This is right? a joke. This can't be him. No, the guy's unbelievable. He took a shot at KU for not being in a bowl yep. game for 15 years. And yet they don't want to play Kansas. I don't get right. any of it, man. But they're going to take yeah. on Wake Forest, and I don't know much about Wake. I know they had a good year and maybe faded a little bit at the end. What do you think of the Tigers and Wake Forest? So strange situation. You know, we talked about motivation. We talked about opt-outs. 
So Sam Hartman, the quarterback for Wake Forest, who's really good, he's going to hit the portal. But he's saying, oh, okay, I'm going to play in this bowl game. So um, crazy. He's been linked to Florida and Tennessee uh, on top of a few other teams. Uh, and Missouri's going to be without Dominic Lovett. Uh, he's leaving the transfer portal. But I do think that Luther Burden is the most talented wide receiver on this team. And he's the guy who might have a big game here. And of the four units, I think the, the Mizzou defense here is probably the best unit of the four. And uh, they'll come up with a takeaway or two. It'll be the difference. Hartman has been good this year, but more turnover prone. Uh, I think wrong team's favorite here also. I think Tigers win this one outright, 31-28. All right, TCU and Michigan as we get to the semifinals here for the championship game. What do you think of TCU against the Wolverines? So TCU is a great story. And, I mean, to go from 5-7 and seven to 12-1, and one, and you and I were texting during the game yeah. uh, when you were in Dallas, and the heart of Max Duggan is incredible. I mean, his team didn't win, but he was player of the game. Would you agree? 100%. Yes. Yep. Um, fun to watch. I mean, wasn't even the starter start the year. Had a he had a a nine hour heart surgery weeks before the season. He comes back and plays. So the difference here, though, is Michigan's offensive and defensive front seven are just so much better here. TCU is going to have to hit on some big plays and play air free ball here if they want to have a chance. I just don't think they can go toe to toe with Michigan. Now, here's a stat. Teams that allow more than 23 points per game during the regular season, 0-4 straight up and 1-3 against the spread uh, semifinal game. So that is TCU here. I think Michigan just looks hungrier this year. They were just happy to be there last year in their game against Georgia. This year, uh, different story. Michigan 34-20. All right, in the NFL this week, the Chiefs are a big favorite against Houston. Houston was remarkably good against Dallas last week. But the Chiefs are a mass. Chiefs just don't cover big spreads. Are they finally going to take care of? They were up twenty-seven nothing last week and couldn't cover nine. I don't know about this yep. football team. You tell me what's going to happen with the Chiefs and Texans. So my funny stories. My wife walked in and she saw the score. So I watched three games live in each time thing, and she goes to me, "Well, you can turn this game off." Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, "No, nah, I'm going to watch a little more." And then she comes back and she looked at the TV and she was like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so um, they just, combination, I think they relaxed. And I think Denver, surprisingly, now I wouldn't take Denver the last week of the season, expect them uh, to cover the spread against the Kansas City type team. But, you know, Kansas City's now got a three game lead in the division. I think they got bigger fish to fry here. So, um, this will be the third road game, fourth in the last five. They're only five and eight against the spread this year. And this is, like I said, a hefty, a big-time road, two-touchdown favorite. We don't see this every day here. But Houston put up a really good effort last week. Davis Mills cutting down on the turnovers. You want to watch a running back, an absolute steal in the draft. Damian Pierce, this kid runs hard. This kid, you think he's down? four or five times a game, and he ends up gaining two, three, five, ten more yards. He keeps those legs churning. He does the things that coaches tell you to do. So um, I just think it's too much here. I think Houston is going to use the clock. They do not get up on the ball. They don't want 12, 14 possessions this game. They'd love to have seven or eight here. They do that. There's eight possessions each team. They'll probably cover. 
Kansas City wins 27-20. Houston covers. All right. The free play, the play of the week this week is Buffalo and Miami. Buffalo struggled a little last week, but got it done. Their running game is almost nil, and the Dolphins are are looking for a little bit of a bounce back. I thought the Dolphins' defense was better last week. They gave up a lot of yardage, but only giving up 23 to the Chargers. I thought there were just times that the defense looked better in Miami. This is a big game for Chiefs fans. If you want it free, you just call Lee Sterling at 800-400-9741. The first 10 people get the Bills and the Dolphins free. Yep, 800-400-9741. Uh, looks like it's going to be a client play on Saturday. 800-400-9741. It's on me. And uh, anyone wants to come on board, fun time of year. Yeah. It's a holiday season. We've usually had a lot of success. Three of the last four years, we've hit over 64% of our bowl games, 37 bowl games through December 31st and the last two weeks in December, just 197 or through the Super Bowl, just 397. Get it on now. Go jump on board, ParamountSports.com. Awesome, Lee. Best of luck. Let's go get him this week. Sounds good. Okay. Take care. Take care. Happy holidays to Lee Sterling and his family. He's headed to New York for the holidays, which is a pretty cool deal. That would be a fun getaway if you were in Miami and it was 75 degrees all day, every day, uh, this time of year. So it'd be a nice little getaway. He's got his daughter living there, and that sounds like a lot of fun. Going to New York for Christmas, get a little cool weather, and enjoy that. Lee Sterling's appearance on KKHI is brought to you by Cross Kitchens KC. Online at crosskitchenskc.com. Kitchen remodeling, countertop replacements, floor refinishing, you name it. Tim Cross and his team can do it for you. Schedule your free consultation and discuss what you think might be possible. He'll come up with a 3D rendering and a complete design service for you to see what it might look like in your home. Crosskitchenskc.com. MyPillow, online at mypillow.com slash KKHI. If you use the promo code between now and Christmas, the promo code is KKHI. Or just go to MyPillow.com slash KKHI. If you use the promo code, every nickel we get from sales between now and Christmas is going directly to charity, to OperationHomefront.org. So we're going to donate it to charity. We're thrilled to have MyPillow on board. We know that you see a lot of MyPillow ads and maybe buy their products annually or buy things for Christmas. If you use our promo code, it supports the podcast. And we're taking the portion we get from all the sales between now and Christmas, donating it directly to Operation Homefront. So do some good and order something at MyPillow.com slash KKHI. you got to use the promo code KKHI or at MyStore.com slash KKHI. And the new car image. What a great gift idea this is. Get a gift card from the new car image for complete detailing of somebody else's ride. Actually, you could buy two. Get one for yourself, one for her, one for whomever. Guys, so many listeners last year said they got them for their moms, which I thought was really cool newcarimage.com or call Brad at 816-499-1470. That's 816-499-1470. Online at newcarimage.com. What a great gift this holiday season. And get that car detailed right after the holidays, courtesy of newcarimage.com. Great stuff there to recap Lee Sterling. He likes Arkansas, minus three against Kansas. He says wrong team favored with K-State. Take the three and a half points against Bama. He says, Missouri, wrong team favored. Take the Tigers to win outright. They're getting a point against Wake Forest. He likes Michigan to take care of TCU. And he likes the Houston Texans to hang with the Kansas City Chiefs, but lose, take the Texans and the points. His free play is Buffalo-Miami. If you'd like it, I think that's the Saturday evening game. 800-400-9741. Or log on to ParamountSports.com and double down December 197. All the bowl games, all the NFL 
entire rest of the month. Lee Sterling at ParamountSports.com. Thanks for listening to Kevin Keatsman Has Issues, presented by Roberts Robinson Chevrolet Buick GMC. To get exclusive patrons-only podcasts, receive a weekly newsletter, and attend in-person patrons-only parties, visit kkhasissues.com and become a patron today. This has been a production of Crooked Tail Media Incorporated. Ah!